Good morning, friends. Welcome to God's Eagle Ministries. My name is Ambassador Mandy Ogojo Ogbe. At God's Eagle Ministries, we are seeding the nations with God's word, and God is transforming lives through his timeless truth, one content at a time. We're one in Christ Jesus. Let's say one. Evangelism, discipleship, counseling, healing, deliverance, uh, restoration, and prayer without walls, borders, and denomination. Today we are continuing our series on prayer. And uh, we had mentioned earlier that why prayer? In Luke chapter 18, uh, verse 1, Jesus says, Men always ought to pray and not faint. He also went on in Matthew 21, verse 25, saying that, men, uh, that my house shall be called a house of prayer. For all nations. In fact, he said there, he said, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den for robbers. Uh, he didn't say my house shall be called a house of preaching, although that is okay, that is in order. He didn't say my house shall be called a prayer of discipleship. He says my house shall be called a house of prayer uh, for all nations, and not just for Christians, for everyone. Okay, so, and um, Jesus, says, Jesus says it is written, mark that word, it is written, it's critically important. And that's why he said men always ought to pray and not faint. In the course of this uh, uh, series on prayer, we've looked at 30 reasons uh, for prayer. Then we moved on to 10 hindrances to prayer. We then went on to 30 reasons for unanswered prayer. We went further down to look at six kinds of prayer and then six reasons to pray. And then we also went further down to talk about 20 uh, reasons why we should fast because fasting is really misunderstood uh, these days by so many from different quarters. And then we went further down to take the prayer of repentance and forgiveness. From there, we moved on to the prayer of uh, 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 sanctification because we are priests and kings so we need to confess that and align ourselves to the fact that we are kings and priests to serve on behalf of God or superintend on behalf of God here on earth and then we also looked at um, the prayer of revival that in engaging God is a God of relationship uh, terms we can't come to God on our own terms we come to him on his own time, and his term is that we'll be transformed by the renewal of our minds. Okay, uh, so we, we looked at that, and then we went on uh, to uh, look at the four critical steps to take uh, before we get into prayer. And for of the four critical daily steps that we need to take, we said we need to have our mind, of course, pray to the Lord, turn our heart uh, to uh, to you, Lord, turn our heart to you. And number two of those critical steps is that, Lord, um, we believe you. We believe your word. We believe you're dealing within us. We believe you're dealing within our environment because everything in heaven and on earth, our relationship with God rises and falls with our belief, our faith in him, our hope in whatever it is he wants to do. And so that is the second step, affirming, because we eat the fruit of our confession, affirming that we believe him and that 
whatever it is, the word that he has spoken concerning our life, concerning uh, prophetic messages, that we accept them as fact, we believe them, and concerning his walking within us, sometimes even when we don't understand it, we just tell him, Lord, we believe you're dealing within me. I believe you're dealing in my environments, no matter how harsh and how terrible it is, but know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Okay, so, and then we went on to ask him to search us, O God, and, and know our heart, test us or uh, try us and know our thoughts. And if there's any evil way or even conscience in us, lead us in the path everlasting. And then we also proclaim renewal, that it will renew us, cleansing us through the precious blood of Jesus, cleansing our consciences so that we will be restored again every day. Just as it, as it is stated in, in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, that says, we shouldn't be conformed to the ways of this world, but transformed but, uh, by the renewal of our, of our minds. And, uh, and so today, we're going to be uh, looking at three different kinds of prayers. And we're breaking back that into three parts, because we said, until you lay those foundations, you can't just go in and start babbling all kinds of things uh, to, uh, to the Lord that it doesn't uh, pan out well with him. And then, so we today we're going to be uh, looking at prayer uh, for turning anxiety into um, uh, peace of mind, because our relationship with God is dependent on the peace that is resident in us. And so we're going to be praying that we turn our heart from anxiety uh, into. Uh, calmness, uh, because God is a God who answers prayers, and he answers prayers like no man's business or no woman's business, and it's important that we realize that when we are anxious, it means we are not praying. The less prayer we have, the more, the, the more anxiety we have. The more prayer we have, the less anxiety we have, and the peace of mind that is required for God's leading in our lives. So we're going to be taking that as the first part, and then we're going to go into the prayer of uh, uh, turning barrenness into fruitfulness and productivity. Uh, that prayer, we're going to be taking that as the second part. And then the third part, uh, we're going to be praying, turning scarcity into abundance. Okay, God wants fruitfulness on all levels. So, um, and God desires that we have an abundance of whatever it is that he has created on earth. And so, uh, but before we do that, in John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, when Jesus was going uh, to, uh, I think, Jerusalem thereabout, and he passed through uh, this Samaritan town and saw this woman who was trying to get water by the well, the Samaritan woman. And, uh, and uh, uh, when this woman began to talk about where worship needs to take place, Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, but they, but the time, the hour has come, and now is, when those who worship God must worship God in what? In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. It didn't say in the mind. It didn't say in the body. It said in spirit and in truth. And sometimes we ask ourselves, before we go into anything, working with God, whatever God has promised us has to be received in the spirit first before it can manifest in the physical. I repeat that again. Because our worship to God is in spirit and in truth. Spirit means invisible. You can see it in spirit. 
and in truth means that the truth, the authenticity of God's word, the authenticity of God, who God is, the truth, the, the, the sincerity of our worship, so has to be there. And the only worship that it touches God is a worship that touches our spirit. And so, but sometimes when you talk to people, they don't know where their spirit is, they don't know where their soul is, they don't know, well, they can tell the body, but where's the soul and the spirit? Those are all invisible terms. And what, what, what's the function of the soul? What's the function of the spirit? What a function of the body. God gave us a body, so there's a reason uh, for that. And so I would like to share a few pictures here to show you how uh, you can identify and you can tell exactly where the manifestation, the fruit of your body, the fruit of your soul, and the fruit of your spirit. So that when your spirit is speaking, because if you look at Galatians chapter 5, Paul talked about the fact that the spirit and the flesh are always at war with one another. And so they have a, a, a language. Every one of them has a voice. The spirit has a voice. The soul has a voice. And the body has a voice. And that when we are praying, because it's important I lay this foundation, when we're praying before we go into uh, turning anxiety into uh, peace of mind, because we don't know where our soul is, where the mind and all of that. What are the composition of the soul? What are the composition of the spirit? What are the composition of the uh, of the body and all of that? What is the heart? Is the heart the mind? Is the heart the spirit? Or is the heart the body? Okay, so you'll get those clearance now before we now go into anxiety, turning a prayer of anxiety into peace of mind. Because when we're anxious and all of that, prayers become very difficult to answer because they become the clog that blocks our access, our emotional connection with our spirit, with God who is resident in there. The scripture makes us to realize that when we go born again, our spirit and that God's spirit became one. All right, so means that the Spirit of God is resident in our spirit. Okay, so where is that? How do we know it's engaging? How do we know our spirit or our mind is talking rather than our soul? Or when our soul is speaking, how do we know when the soul is speaking or when the spirit is speaking? How do we differentiate that? And so we're going to uh, share that with you so that as we begin to go into prayer, you know what you're dealing with. You know what needs to be put in order. You know when conscience is speaking, you know what from where that is coming from. When emotion is speaking, you know what that, what that is coming from. So that you know whether you are actually fighting a flesh um, and spirit kind of battle, uh, that is to say the battlefield of the mind. So what is that battle? What's going on in there? And so very quickly, I'll show, show you on my screen here, uh, the various classification of uh, the... Uh, uh, sorry, of the, of the, yes, of the spirit and the soul and the body. Okay, sorry, okay, here uh, we go. Okay, now, um, so we have this screen there. Uh, the spirit, you can see uh, the, the spirit there, which is our core. That is where God's spirit is, where God's spirit is resident. Uh, 
and which is made with God's spirit. Uh, our spirit is made with God's spirit. That's the breath that God put in us uh, that uh, became we became a living soul. And this is our soul. So the spirit of God energized us and we became a living soul. All right, that's the living soul there. And then the body, well, everybody understands the body, but the body also has its voice. Okay, so that is the spirit. The spirit is the core of us. Okay, that is who we are, the spirit. The soul is the attribute that characterizes the soul. The attributes of loving God, not all the emotional things that are in there are in the soul level. And then the body is where we interface. The body interfaces with the physical realm. We need a body to be able to operate in this part of eternity. When angels uh, want to, uh, or this demonic entity wants to manifest, they, they look for a body to use to manifest on earth. When Jesus came from heaven, he needed a body to be able to operate. So that body is important. It is used for us to interface, to worship God, and then to interface with uh, our realm. Now, I go to the next diagram here. I'm going to relate this three-part process with uh, this the, the tabernacle when uh, uh, when. Uh, when uh, they were traveling, the children of Israel were traveling uh, from uh, Egypt to uh, the Promised Land, uh, and right in the middle of the of the wilderness, the Lord uh, brought them into a three-part uh, tabernacle. How that should should uh, look like, and then in constructing all of that, the structure, the whole structure, He brought in what He called the outer court. Okay, the outer court is for everybody else okay uh within the tabernacle and then the holy place is uh the next stage before you go to the holy of holies that is the holiest of all where god meets with the priest and it's only the priest that is cleansed and sacrificed that goes in there the outer court is where we have to do all the washing and all the cleaning of animals and all of that you know and all of that so we can relate this three-part process to our spirit, soul, and body uh, as an arrangement, uh, and this is this is it. So you see here that uh, you have the holy of holy, where we meet God with the spirit. Our spirit engages with God at that level at the holy of holies, and then our soul is the holy place. Okay, then the outer court is the body. Is the body all right? So now, um, this is then when we compare that, uh, we can also compare that with the exodus of the children of Israel from Egypt uh, through the wilderness into Canaan. So we say Canaan and the spirit, which is the perfect will of God. This is where God wants them to be. This is where God wants us to engage with him, those who come to God in Luke chapter 4, 23, Jesus talked about that. Those who come to, that the time has come and now is where true worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth. So in the Holy of Holies, the holiest of all is where the priest meets with God. That's where our spirit meets with God. That is Canaan, that is where peace of mind, provision, all of that are in there. And then the holy place is the soul. The soul is... Uh, where are the emotional aspects and all of that are dealt with 
you know, cleansing and all of those things that are taking place under the body is Egypt related to Egypt. The soul is related to wilderness. Okay, the soul has a lot of things going on. That's why they talk about the battlefield of the mind. If you notice the kind of temptation the children of Israel went through when they were in the wilderness, complaining, arguing, and all kinds of things were going on there. So whatever you do in the body, it has to be originated in the soul first. You know, all kinds of thoughts that are projected and all of that happen here. And it's like the computer uh, program, call it the RAM that, draw, that runs the system of our body. Okay, so now let me go to uh, the number five. There are eight pictures that I, I want to show. So let's look at uh, what they saw. We know what the body looks like. This is our body and that body has a voice. If you pinch it, there's a pain that comes from it. Okay, that's the body. Then the soul, that's the composition of the soul. The soul continues our mind for reasoning and whatever, emotion for showing emotional uh, uh, things. And then our will, where we take a decision to or not to. So you can see that the soul is made up of three parts, our emotions and our will, our mind. Okay, so when we are worshipping God, we can have a soulish worship, we can have a, an emotional worship, we can have a worship that our will is not engaged. But yet we've not reached the point of the spirit yet. Okay, so what is the composition of the spirit? And so when we talk about, when we are displaying emotion, we know that our soul is in operation. That is where the battle is. And then when we are saying, no, we're going to do it, we're not going to do it, it's still at the soulish level. And when we start analyzing, psychoanalyzing things, we know that we're still at the mind level. Then we go to the next phase, which is the spirit. What are the compositions? What are the things that are included in the, in the spirit? They are our conscience. Our conscience is there. Then fellowship with God is there and our intuition that is the ability to discern to tell whether god is saying this or not saying this is resident there so it has the three part everything is three part three part it's amazing how god operate three is the number of god as i say so you see the conscience the conscience is the language of the spirit so when our conscience is pricked when our conscience is, is evil that is from the realm of the spirit that is our language of the spirit. Now, um, the fellowship, we want to desire to fellowship with God. The spirit is meant to fellowship. That, that's why Jesus said uh, in John 4, 23, the 24, that we must worship God in spirit. Now has come, I worship him in spirit and in truth. That's where fellowship comes in. And then our intuition to sense what his mind is and what he desires to do and what we need to do and what we don't need to do. The conscience is where we get pricked immediately that we're doing the wrong thing. That's the spirit is more authentic than any other part of emotional uh, whatever. So where then is our heart? Because out of these three, the heart is placed in there. So let me give you the diagram of the heart. The heart essentially is con it contains the, our emotion, our will, uh, our mind, and then our conscience. So you can see that part of the spirit and part of the soul and the entire soul is connected. So our conscience and that which is part of the language of the spirit and our emotion and will and mind are all uh, uh, connected there. So you could see one, two, three, four, and then uh, three and four part to it. So 
that is where uh, our heart is. Our heart is meant to love. God made it to love. But we can actually turn it to make it hate. So it's either love or hate. So you can see where the emotions of no one not doing it comes from the heart. That's why the scripture kept talking about out of the heart, abundance of the heart. The mouth speak out of the abundance. <clears throat> and when we are worshiping all of these things, our heart needs to say, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. You see, so that's why the spirit is that uh, the scripture is so definitive when it's giving us all the definition. So our emotion, when we're worshiping God, our heart, that's why we pray to say in the four part, daily four part uh, process, we tell God the Lord, turn our heart, all of this, the mind, the emotion, the will all of them turn it into uh to god's uh uh to god Lord, turn our heart to you turn our heart to you you see and then uh, you see so the, the heart also is where the belief is as well where we are reasoning and psychoanalyzing so the mind the will to believe god is still in the function of the heart which is part of the soul okay now uh, then number eight, we want to see how the battle takes place. Like you're giving instruction to fast, what is going? Why? How does this? Let's say the the body and the spirit are always at war. So you can see the spirit of man there. You can see arrows flowing out from the body through the soul all the way to the spirit. Okay, informing the spirit so that the spirit can instruct the soul to take an action. You know, and then the soul will instruct the body to take an action. And so we see here that Satan operates in the body, in the body, and then he projects thoughts and all kinds of things into the soul and to try to influence the decision of the spirit. While God is resident inside of us, inside our spirit, and trying to influence our emotions, that's our soul, our mind, our will, our soul, and then into our body so that when we decision is taken, the body can go ahead and take a decision. Okay, so I guess uh, that gives you some sort of clarity on the the eight paragraphs. We talked about the, the number two, that our the soul spirit is in the inner core, and then uh, in, in there, there is the the tabernacle, the tabernacle relates the three-part process uh, that God, the outer court, uh, relates to the body, the holy place relate uh, to the soul, and the holy of holies relate to where we meet God. That's where the spirit of God, the spirit of God is, and our spirit is engaging uh, with God. And then uh, we look at the relationship between the spirit, which is what I just talked about now. And then number four, uh, we related that also to the, the Egypt where we left the body, that's where uh, with God, God has told them to go to the promised land in Canaan, and then they had to go to the wilderness. And you see that there's a lot of wandering thoughts that take place in our soul. And so the body had to move into God's purpose, into the spirit. So when we're worshiping God, we need to leave our body into our soul through worship before until our spirit is engaged in worship we're going nowhere because those who worship god in john 4 22 23 24 we worship god in spirit and in truth god has taken down all of this is now a direct access we have to him 
So God has taken out that because in the in the in, in the wilderness they had days for people to worship God. But what usually is his types and shadows in whatever he does. So it, a three-part process. You can see everything, three-part process, three parts, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Uh, the, the outer core, the holy place, the holy of holies. You can get a lot of uh, all of that going on uh, in the body. And then we talked about the composition of the soul, which is the mind, the will, the spirit, the emotion. And then we uh, now talked about uh, the spirit composition, which is the conscience, the fellowship, intuition. Uh, we talked about the spirit has a conscience, the fellowship with God, the part of the fellowship, and the intuition that is descendant with God. And then number seven, we said the heart has... Uh, uh, the soul and part it uses part of the soul and part of the spirit. So the heart is all encompassing. Okay, it has the will, the mind, the conscience, which is the language of the spirit, and the emotion. And the number eight, uh, we uh, talked about the battle of the, the, the that's going on when the enemy is attacking you. When you have a desire to do the right in the spirit of God, it trying to impact your spirit, that your spirit will impact your soul, that your soul will impact your body, and then take a decision and do what God wants you to do. When the enemy wants to do anything, it impacts your body first, and then gets back, like your illness comes, and then all kinds of thoughts start happening. You start disbelieving God, and all of that is in your soul. You begin to disbelieve God, and the ability to take certain actions you should have taken and then that ultimately uh, affect the spirit that's why they call it a crushed spirit a crushed spirit you know and so that is that is that so i would since this is dragging i would like to stop this three part uh, 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 uh of the three part of our composition that is the spirit the soul and the body and then immediately after this i will now start a prayer of anxiety into peace of mind all right, and so um, that's that. Uh, let me just exit this. Yes, so, um, and so I return back to my screen. Okay, and so uh, that is that. So we are going to be uh, looking at um, uh, the next part, three parts. So at least that's, that's giving you a picture of when I say turn my heart, we're talking about your emotion, your will, your 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 mind, your conscience, because your heart is four part. Okay, so you're dealing with all of that, trying to turn it to God. So your thought is wondering how you push it back. You're you're trying to reason things out, push it back to Him, get your attention, and all of that too. And that's the four critical step we talked about. So it's four four three divisions, three part of us comparing to tabernacle and all of that. Gives you a picture of who we are. So tomorrow when uh, we say, by their fruit, you shall know them. Jesus so told us. So by the fruit of what's going on within us, we can tell whether we are now dealing with the spirit order. So by their fruit, you shall know whether your body is speaking or your soul is speaking or your spirit is speaking. So that when you go into the place of prayer and the soul starts speaking, you say, quiet, gentlemen, or your pain, your body starts aching. You know that the body, the mind, the body is trying to get your attention, to get you distracted. But you need to focus your attention on God. And so that brings us uh, to the end of explaining this uh, to the soul and body. So that as we go into the first prayer, anxiety into peace of mind, you will understand what we're dealing with. We're dealing with soulish issues. You know that doesn't 
engage God. Our spirit is the one that engages God. Those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God bless you. So let us pray. Father God Almighty, we thank you for this uh, explanation that has gone out. We have spoken about this once. I ask that you cost it to be multiplied to them a thousand times or more. So that Lord, you will give them clarity that they never understood before. But they will be able to apply them when they engage you, a God who is spirit, in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So uh, take care and get set for the prayer.